Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, May 12th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the latest on debt limit negotiations. Number two, House Republicans pass their immigration bill. And number three, Representative Jamie Raskin eyes a possible Senate run. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Two steps forward, one step back. That's how a lot of these negotiations are go when it comes to trying to come together with these massive packages between Republicans and Democrats. Um, but as much progress as there may have been made, uh, it really kind of shows that we're we're still nowhere when it comes to coming coming together on a, a debt negotiation. Yeah, it's it's a it's a touch more than nowhere. Uh, I would say that I wouldn't give I wouldn't give it much more credit than that. Here's the issue. Um, for the last two days, uh, and we, by the way, we list all the negotiators in today's AM edition, um, all the people in the room, or, or the vast majority of them, um, they've met for the last two days, these negotiators, Hill negotiators and White House negotiators, trying to find a sweet spot for some sort of agreement. Um, and one, a couple people put it to me like this. If we were in February um, and they were at this stage, then they would feel good about the negotiations. But they're not. I mean, this is, what, 20 days away now. So they are trying to find any area of um, of um, uh, overlap or sweet spot or whatever. Um, but... They, you know, it's not contentious. It's just that the issues are so vast, so complicated, and so wide that it's difficult to make progress so quickly. Um, they're talking about all the things that we know they're talking about, which we've been reporting forever: um, COVID money clawback, budget caps, um, uh, uh, permitting reform, all of those types of things, but. You know, there's a lot of questions like who's going to handle putting this together, who's going to craft it, um, and they didn't have enough room or enough to report to uh, the principals to have this White House meeting today, so they didn't. So they pushed off this White House meeting, um, and that's where we are, Anna. And uh, you know, the principals are going to meet next week. The staff is going to meet today. So you know, this is kind of the this is kind of the vibe at the moment. Listen, I think it's it, obviously, I mean, we've been kind of going back and forth. Is it too close? We're at 20 days. Is it, you know, what's happening? I mean, this is obviously forward progress um, and probably the most momentum we've seen definitely in the past several weeks. But to your point, um, you know, the clock is ticking. And at some point, you know, the rubber hits the road. We're, the, none of the things that are being discussed are outside the realm of what everybody knew was the contours or what would be even, you know, being a possible part of the mix. It's not as if there's some big surprises. No, it's actually interesting that you say that, Anna, because that was the question I was asking people last night when I was reporting this out. Uh, are any issues coming up that are surprising? And, and everyone said no. One person said to me, um, one person said to me that there's some openness to like if there's other things out there that could bring in revenue let us know um but but everyone kind of said exactly what you're saying which is actually there are no surprises in here right 
So at that point, it becomes, you know, to, is is like, all right, how are we going to, what are we actually going to include? And then who's going to write it and who's going to sign off on things? And so we'll have to see. I mean, listen, it, uh, the fact that they're at the table, good sign. The fact that the clock is ticking, not that great of a sign. And, you know, as it gets closer, the people should continue to be concerned that wh- about whether or not they're going to have enough time. Because as much as there can be magic in Congress to get things done, they're going to need floor time. Yes. And 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 I assume this is going to take a week in both chambers. Um, like, I, I don't think... I just don't think it's going to go quickly um, on any. Maybe the Senate could like move quickly. You know, the Senate could move quickly when it wants. But like I wouldn't count on it here. I just wouldn't. Um, and maybe default will quicken things up. But, you know, I, I, I think it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult thing. All right. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. House Republicans, they did something on Thursday that they'd struggled to achieve since taking the majority in January, passing a major border security and immigration bill. They moved the Secure the Border Act, H.R. 2, through the House, which has been critical for Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, and other top Republicans. Uh, It comes at a very uh, timely moment on the U.S.-Mexico border with Title 42 ending and a huge wave of migrants expected, uh, which is going to cause a massive problem for President Joe Biden, uh, certainly political, but also just a humanitarian crisis, Jake. Uh, interesting, you know, that that House Republicans, I mean, we kind of talked about this yesterday, you know, they took a while to get their momentum, but they seem to be having some real uh, Mo, when it comes to getting some of their key legislative priorities across the finish line. Yeah, uh, they they are. It took a while, but they're doing it. Um, and I think that's that's notable. Um, we talked to Steve Scalise, as you as you indicated um, yesterday about what this means and and, uh, w- you know, what it took to get it across the finish line. Um, the Senate's not going to take this up. Uh, uh I, I, I don't think they're going to take anything up, but um, maybe they will. Maybe they'll feel the pressure, as Scalise said. Um, this is what Republicans have been saying yesterday. Mark Green, the chair of the Homeland Security Committee, um, gave an impassioned plea for the Senate to take this up and do something, in his words, not not mine. Um, so, yeah, this is a um, this is a this. I can tell you this, Anna, just in reading the coverage this morning across the the country and in the big national papers, the border and and Biden said it's going to be kind of chaotic. I think is what his quote was, or something along those lines. The next couple days at the border, next couple weeks, whatever, are going to be really, really interesting to watch um, because there are already a record number of crossings. Title forty two being lifted is um, uh, a panacea for more crossings, obviously, um, and. Uh, uh, one of the issues, Anna, we always talk about this. Congress knows what it needs to do on the border, doesn't have the political courage to do it, political will to do it. Yeah, nothing's going to happen there in a bipartisan way. Um, or, or hard, to, hard to see it. Uh, let's move on to the number three story of the morning, Jake. Really interesting item by our very own Max Cohn. Caught up with Representative Jamie Raskin, the Democrat from Maryland, who says he's been bombarded and besieged with calls from fellow progressives urging him to run for that Maryland Senate seat. But as Raskin mulls whether to seek higher office, his position as the top Democrat on the House Oversight and Accountability Committee is giving him pause. 
Yeah, interesting item. Very interesting item. Um, he feels like he's torn. Um, and remember, David Trone, very rich man who uh, is a member of the house uh, and the, the founder of Total Wine, which is a... Uh, a wine place. It's a good name for a wine place. It's a great, um, wi- it's a great wine yeah, store. I'll, I'll, like in, I'll, it's, I'll say that. It's not like he's calling it shoes, etc. And it's a <laughs> wine store. He's calling it total wine, which is a totally like good name. Um, so uh, he's rich and he's running. He's already up on the air running for Ben Cardin Senate seat. He is also from, you know, the D.C., a little bit farther out, but the the Raskin and Trone are both from the D.C. suburb, exurb part of the of the state of Maryland. Um, but Raskin is kind of torn here between oversight chair, which he could get if Democrat he would get most likely if Democrats took back the majority and the Senate. You know, listen, uh, the House is filled with these kinds of internal di- dialogues, right, Anna? People who want to run and don't know if it's their time or are torn between a good spot in the House and a good and running for the Senate in an uncertain way. It's actually, this is a tale as old as time, as they said in the Disney epic Beauty and the Beast. Um, you know, it's interesting here, Anna, I was thinking about this. He said this um, in, in the interview with, uh, with Max. He said, I've spoken to senators who used to be in the House who are happy about the choice they've made, but I've also spoken to some who might have ended up as chairs on the House side who might be wistful. I can't think of who that would be. Maybe, you know, Chris Van Hollen was a, a cha- was budget chair. Maybe Ben Ray Lujan. I don't know. But anyway, um, uh, a very interesting, uh, very interesting piece yeah. by Max. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I don't know. Usually a lot of members take the option, right? I mean, it's always, we talk about this all the time, whether it's presidential politics or Senate politics or house politics, you know, you have, we, you have to find your lane because, I know oftentimes whoever's going to be this next Maryland senator is probably be there for decades, right? Seats like this don't open up um, all the time. And, you know, as much as, you know, Braskin's really been in the spotlight, right? He's had a lot of star turn when he was the foil to President, uh, former President Trump and and on the kind of uh, real accountability side of things. So going to be interesting to see, certainly compared to Trone or others who are in the race or get decided to get into this this Democratic primary. Um, his name IDs, I would imagine, has got to be pretty high compared to most of the others. All right, let's move on. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it. We have a bunch of events that are coming up. Um, I'm going to be sitting down with Representative Nancy Mace along with our colleague, uh, Brendan Peterson, next week. We'd love for you to join us. We've got some other uh, sit-downs and briefings. You can check out all of Punchbowl News' events at our events hub at punchbowl.news. If you like the Daily Punch, share it on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. If you want to go deeper, double click into all of the news that we talk about here. You should sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.